Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones. I am the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Oh, yeah, my bad. I was looking at something. I am the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. And um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think we have some breaking news here uh, in regards to Matt Rule. Matt Rule, Carolina Panthers coach, has been fired. He has been given the old axe, if you will. Uh, he's out as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, and I'm pretty sure, shouts out to my guy, Mike. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's extremely excited about that. Uh, you know, but we're here to talk about the New Orleans Saints and give you all the final thoughts on uh, the New Orleans Saints week five game versus the Seattle Seahawks. We know that the Saints get the victory by a score of 39 uh, to 32. Uh, wasn't the best game in the world, uh, you know, when it comes to like wanting to see some of the things you wanted to see from the Saints. But nevertheless, a win is a win. Just win the game. We'll figure it out later. All right. But um, I think we're all excited about the effort and everything that Taysom Hill did. Uh, put the team on his back. This definitely looked like. It, it, you know what this game reminded me of? It, it reminded me of that game where the Saints played the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I want to say it was in the playoffs, and then you had, like, Taysom Hill cooking, and they ended up taking him out, and everybody was like, man, why didn't put Taysom Hill? Why didn't keep using him? Why didn't keep using him? Well, it seemed like to me like they did yesterday what they should have did in that Minnesota game. But, yeah, Taysom Hill, he definitely uh, delivered for the New Orleans Saints. And uh, it, it couldn't have come at a better time because the Saints definitely needed to win uh, this football game. Uh, also, uh, some of the things that I've observed, um, I understand that Deontay Hardy uh, ended up getting hurt, but uh, I think that, you know, he pretty much checked out before the season even started. I mean, you can tell in his body language, the way he was running the ball, it just seemed like it, it just was a level of disinterest. Um yeah, Traquan Smith, definitely not the answer. If he's the answer, you need to change the question. Uh, Mark Ingram, I, I, I look, I'm I'm going back because yesterday um, I was fresh off the game. Now, when I'm talking to you right now, I actually went back and watched the game. Yeah, it, it's not looking real good with Mark Ingram. Um, I don't know if he's hurt or I don't know if it's just you know, for all the time catching up with him, but he definitely doesn't look like the same running back. And that is, that is alarming. You know what I'm saying? That is alarming. I kind of like wrote it off because he only gets like around nine to 10 carries a game. But when you look at it, when you want somebody to come in and be a change of pace, you expect better out of Mark Ingram. Um, he's definitely a Saints legend, but you need more out of uh, your backup running back than what Mark Ingram is giving you right now. Like I said, I, I was I didn't want to be I didn't want to overreact uh, because <clears throat> I didn't want to overreact because it was fresh off the game. And I know sometimes like 
our emotions get the best of us. And sometimes like our emotions allow us to say certain things that aren't warranted, but based on like what I was saying out of Mark Ingram, and I'm not even just talking about, um, I'm not even just talking about just the overall running. I'm talking about the decision-making. Um, you know, like when you see Alvin Kamara, like as soon as he get the ball, he like, he's shooting through a hole. Like you see that one cut, like, okay, this is where I'm going. It seemed like to me it's a little bit of a delay. Uh, it, it seemed like there's a little bit of delay when it comes to Mark Ingram. And that happens. Like, I'm I'm 36 years old. And anybody that's been, you know, young, you're in your 20s, God bless you, all right, and enjoy these moments because <laughs> they won't last, okay? But when you're young, you're playing basketball with your friends, like you're looking up like you're aware, you're catching that rebound, you're putting that ball back in, you're shooting, you're jumping over people's head, you know, like you're doing all these different things because your, your instincts are like this. But when you start to get older, your instincts start to, like, slow down. That rebound that you probably would have got with no – no type of hesitation. Now all of a sudden it's not his other guy got it, you know, or in, in Mark Ingram's case, you know, usually like when you're like 21, 22, you're shooting through the hole. Now it's like, you're thinking about it. And that little brief second causes you to lose some yards. I, I hate to see this, you know, but it happens to all great running backs, all good running backs. It happens. Um, like I said, yesterday I was giving them the benefit of the doubt because I was like, well, Maybe it's just because, I don't know, you know, it was right after the game. But going back and watching that, I see what people are talking about. I'm not, look, I'm not saying that it can't be fixed or, you know what I'm saying, maybe it's something that they can't work on. But as of right now, like, it, he he's running like an old running back. Like, he's running like an old running back. And then, you know, he did get injured in that game. And in, in, uh, against the Minnesota Vikings, I don't understand. I don't know the magnitude. I don't know exactly why he went into the tent, and I don't. I don't know if it's like something that's kind of lingering with him, and he's playing through it. I don't know. Uh, but the ex- you you need uh, explosiveness. Uh, you need better decision making from a legend like that. You know, a Saints legend. So hopefully he can get back on it. I'm not going to say it's the worst thing in the world because we're talking about a guy that's getting nine, ten carries a game. And if you're going to use Taysom Hill alongside with the backfield, along with Alvin Kamara, then I, I'm not mad at that because you're only expecting for him to maybe run the ball like nine or ten times when Alvin Kamara needs a, a, a Gatorade break. So, But that is something that I did observe, and I know yesterday I was kind of defending that. And it was all because, you know, I didn't – like when we watching a game, we're, we, we're watching for the results, right? We, we want – good execution when they're not giving us good execution in certain times like we kind of zone out we become frustrated and there's a lot of raw emotions when a game is over with i I like to kind of let things kind of you know kind of compress a little bit and then i go back to it but i definitely see what a lot of people were talking about when it came to uh, mark ingram on yesterday um need to do a better job uh another thing defensively uh the secondaries safeties that ain't it, bro. That is not it. The safeties of the New Orleans Saints have to do a better job. Um, I'm very disappointed when it came, uh, comes to Tyron Matthew and some of his, his efforts at certain times. I feel like, you know, he, he kind of like picks and chooses his spots to when he wants to tackle. He wanted no part of DK Metcalf rolling downhill. I understand that that's a big boy right there, but, man, you got to get him on the ground. You never know what can happen. Like, you could have tackled him. Saints could have had a goal line stance, and instead of like seven points, they probably could have had three points. You know, like you you never know. Like you can't just phone it in. And I just feel like there's a there's a level of disinterest. I, I'm still not sold on this Saints coaching staff. I know they won yesterday, but I'm still not sold on them. Um, every now and then, you you win a game in spite of the coaching, in spite of like who's on the sidelines. Like, you end up winning games like that. But I'm not sold on his coaching staff. Uh, the fact that the safeties, the body language of the defense, the body language when it comes to, like, certain plays, it don't seem like people really care about accountability. Uh, that That's very concerning. Um, we got to find ways in order to get these safeties involved. Now, I expect for, like, Chris Harris Jr. to get a little bit more uh, playing time. I understand, like, he really wasn't out there that much. Cause he just got to the team, but,
but I expect Chris Harris Jr. to be uh, a part of this team going forward playing defense because they need him. Uh, they need him in a major way because this safety is Justin Evans. I like him. I know he's a real su- success story dealing with those injuries, but that ain't it. That ain't it, man. Them boys were getting beat over the top. Like, it, it looked like 2015 out there. Like, it, it's been a while. Like, I, I got to give them credit. It's been a while since we've seen some deep passes go down the field and seeing these guys, like, catch these passes behind Saints defenders. It's, it's been a while. And um, it's just amazing to actually see this stuff. Like, you know, we really haven't really seen consistent down-the-field touchdowns by teams over the Saints like this in a while. So they got to get better safety uh, safety play from the safeties. That includes Tyron Matthew, Marcus May, who's been injured. I don't know what's going on with that. But hopefully Chris Harris, I understand he's about 32 or 33 years old. His best football is behind him. But um, I think that he'll be able to do a little bit better than what we've seen some of these other safeties do when they came in. Uh, but let's go ahead and let me stroll up a little bit and start uh, answering your questions and reading your comments. Um, we're going to start with, We'll start with Ghost187. He says, half of the were also Alvin Kamara is running down their throats. Can't just say things without proper contact, bro. Appreciate it, though. Uh, let's see. Half of what well, I get. Are you talking to me or are you talking to somebody else? Uh, half of were also Alvin Kamara running down their throats. Can't just say without proper context. Um, I'm not sure exactly what that means. Um, I don't know. I'm maybe talking to somebody else. Molly Maul, you want to win the game. Uh, give the ball to Terry Con. Uh, nah, nah, you know, you definitely don't want to do that. Give it to who? Hell no. To the no, no, no. Hell to the no. Nah, if you want to lose the game, I mean, come on, man. You got to catch some of them passes. You got to catch some of them passes that, uh, that Andy was throwing to you, especially that pass where Andy Dalton was like, he stepped up in the pocket after, you know, avoiding the sack. And you wide open, and the ball go through your hands. Like, come on, man, this ain't college football right now. This is this the pros. I think Adebo will rebound. He went against a very savvy vet wide receiver in Tyler Lockett. Yeah, Tyler Lockett doing that to a lot of wide receivers out there. And also, man, I just don't think I don't think Paulson Adebo is one hundred percent healthy. You know, I don't think he's healthy. Like high ankle sprains don't heal like that. Anybody ever had a high ankle sprain? Tell you, like he's out there, but I don't think he's at one hundred percent just yet. What about Abram Smith? Um, I don't think he'd answer either. You know, I don't think he'd answer. But I mean, you just need somebody that can just be able to give you a few positive yards. You know, Dwayne Washington, I like him, but I just think the Saints want to keep him on special teams. Um, Tony Jones Jr., I'm pretty sure they're going to probably activate him. Um, you know, they waived him for this game, but I'm pretty sure they're going to bring him back. Uh, he's a shell of himself now, his confidence is shot. I don't know if his confidence is shot, but I, I think that it just comes a time where you, you want to do well. Uh, you want to do everything that you can, but, you know, your body just won't allow you. You know, like there's times where, you know, you might want to do something athletically or it's something that you used to do when you were young and just can't do it no more. You can't do it with the same speed. You can't do it with the same instincts. I mean, it just happens like. The world has a way of catching up with us. I don't think that it has anything to do with, you know, him not trying or him lack confidence. I don't think he lacks confidence at all. Just think that it just comes a time where you start to get old, older and um, some of those things slow down. I had to check on y'all, especially my dude TJ had to uh, play Peacemaker. Um, what are you talking about? You're talking about yesterday during halftime? Man, I was, I was fine. I was just upset, like, you get upset at when you know a team is capable of doing better and they weren't, you know, and they weren't doing it, you know, and I, I stand by what I said, you know, I, I'm, I, I sit up here today on a Monday morning and I still lack confidence in this coaching staff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's good that the Saints won, but I, I still feel like this coaching staff isn't the answer. I, I still feel, I still don't feel like this, this solved anything. I mean, hopefully I'm wrong, and we're talking around week 10, week 11, that this was the start of a turnaround for the New Orleans Saints. But as of right now, I don't trust this coaching staff. Uh, I hope Lattimore and Lave don't miss too many games. That Lave hit looked nasty. 
Yeah, I, I think that you're probably not going to get a live uh, this Sunday versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, when you look at like concussion protocol and what happened to Tua Tagovailoa, what happened to uh, Teddy Bridgewater on yesterday, and, and also what happened to Hines out there with the coach on Thursday night. I just think that the, they're trying to buckle down on this type of stuff. And now it's like everybody looking at it. It's almost like when, you know, Kaepernick took a knee. Now we're looking at everybody who's trying to take a knee. Who took a knee today? It's kind of like now the cameraman is trying to zero in on guys looking and walking with spaghetti legs and stuff. So they already tried to change, you know, the protocols. Well, they already changed the protocols of how they're going to approach this. So I don't expect for him to play. And I don't, honestly, I don't want him to play, right? Look, Chris Olave is a special player, and I'm not trying to see him jeopardize his future uh, as the future of the New Orleans Saints at the wide receiver position for him to go out there trying to risk a game versus the Cincinnati Bengals for our viewing and enjoy, our viewing and enjoying pleasure. You know, like I, I don't want to see that. Like, so if he's concussed, he's dealing with a concussion, don't let him play. Um, I'd rather have uh, Chris Olave down the line than trying to risk him to go out there against Cincinnati because I want him to be able to catch the ball and make me feel like a winner inside. Like, put the man on the sidelines. I don't care if that means you're rolling with what you finished the game with. I'd rather have this man healthy down the line than to have him out there trying to risk, you know, risk another injury in a game versus Cincinnati. Uh, it also wasn't much blocking on Ingram's play. I was seeing two and three Vikings behind the line a lot of times. Well, that's a pretty good uh, defensive front they got there, bro. <laughs> that's a pretty that's a pretty good defensive front. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, I got man with them instincts, them instincts, man. Like seriously, some of y'all know what I'm talking about, man. You're in your twenties, like man, your mind moving like this, like man. And then when you hit your thirties, it's like it's just like that, you know. Like some of the things that you wish that you could do like man i should have caught that man i should have jumped man i could have jumped all right come on man it's it's it happens it happens man it happens to the best of us that's why football is a young man's game you know those young guys out there man they can take them hits get back up and continue to play those veterans you start getting older you know what I'm saying those injuries start to linger a little bit longer than it did when you were in your in your 20s uh let me see carrie watson says morning tj Where's the DBs at? All, all through training camp, they were supposed to be the strongest position group, but they are getting toasted game after game. Well, uh, yes, uh, the DBs uh, leave a lot to be desired over the last couple of weeks, uh, even though I think Lattimore had a bounce-back game uh, you know, against DK Metcalf. Look, I just think that it's a chemistry thing, and I, I've, I've said this you know, at the beginning of the season. I said there's going to be times where we're probably going to have some games where it's like when the Saints played the Las Vegas Raiders when Malcolm Jenkins first came along. You have a brand-new secondary, and it, it involves communication. Like, versus, like, you, we have to understand, our secondary, for the most part, has been virtually intact for the last two, three years. Like, Marcus Williams, Marshawn Lattimore, P.J. Williams – like, these dudes basically came in together. And then if you add, like, Ken Crawley coming in every now and then, he was here when when a lot of those guys were there. C.J. Garner-Johnson was drafted here. These guys had a level of chemistry. Like, they knew one another. They kind of finished each other's sentences. They knew each other's tendencies. And, you know, now it's like Marcus May is new. Uh, Justin Evans is new. Uh, Tyron Matthew is new. You know, like, and it's, it's, a, it's a new – it's a new secondary that we're dealing with. So it's going to take some time in order for those guys to be able to be on the same page as a collective group. Um, this is what I expected. You know, I, I, I expected for them to give up some big plays every now and then until they actually figure it out. Um, I think that it's probably going to come a time where they probably are going to figure it out. But I just think that when you have a bunch of new pieces and not to mention you have some really new pieces like Chris Harris out there, Justin Evans, JT Gray. Like JT Gray is a special teams guy. He's not used to playing in a starting rotation. So you're, you're going to have some setbacks because you have a bunch of guys out there that may not possess the level of talent that you're looking for at certain positions. And then you also have guys who are kind of doing their own thing and they don't understand one another because, you know, there's a lack of communication 
there's a lack of camaraderie. So it's going to, it's going to be like that sometime. Uh, we can't just play Ingram on uh, obvious running plays. I agree with that, you know, but there's been times where he was out there in the passing, passing game and, you know, Andy ended up throwing a ball to an open receiver. You know, sometimes, you know, he can serve as that check down. But, yeah, I mean, he was out there for passing plays, a few of them. Get a bruiser running back as soon as possible to compliment Kamara, then we're cooking. Yeah, I, I already said I feel like, you know, a guy like Bo Scarborough or something like that, I think he would be a good change of pace back uh, for the New Orleans Saints. But what I know. I'm glad they won, but I do not have no faith uh this team. Uh that's the one thing that I thought we could hold on on well hold our heads on was defense. That's not the case. The big plays got to stop. Well, I, I agree the big plays have to stop, but I also see, you know, they've been having a lot of injuries and issues in that secondary. It is it's gonna take some time, man. It's it's not gonna happen overnight. And I just think that a lot of us look at years past, but we're not really looking at the fact that these guys were together. Like these guys came into the league together. For the exception of Bradley Rovey, like these guys are system guys. Marcus Williams was a system guy. Lattimore was a system guy. PJ Williams was a system guy. Paulson Debo was a system guy. I mean, CJ Gardner Johnson, system guy. Like all these guys basically came into the same system. And they kind of just knew each other. You know what I'm saying? They knew what was expected versus the Honey Badger who, who has, over the course of time, had to learn the Arizona Cardinals system, uh, the Houston Texans system, the Kansas City Chiefs system. Marcus May been with the Jets all that time. Uh, Chris, you know, Chris Harris, you know, he he was out there in Denver learning that system. Like, it, it's guys have been in the league, but they have been running a different defense versus guys that have came into this system knowing what to do. So you have some guys that actually have been acclimated and embedded into this system. And then you got other guys out here that are trying to learn what certain verbiage means and what this other person on side of me capabilities are. So I just think that we just need to give it some time. I mean, for the most part, when we need them, you know what I'm saying? They, they making these stops. You know what I'm saying? We're seeing some pass deflections and stuff like that. Yeah, you're giving away a few in the game, but it's not to a point where it's just absolutely embarrassing and egregious. Like when Brandon Browner was out there, like, you know, he about to get toasted. Jason David, like, you know, you about to get toasted. Fred Thomas, you know, he about to get toasted. Uh, what was the other one named? Uh, Devontae Harris, you know, you know, he was getting toasted. It, it, it's not like that. You know, these guys will give up some big plays. Um, you know, he'll give up some big plays, but, you know, for the most part, you know, they'll kind of buckle down. And you ain't just seeing the same thing happen over and over again. It's probably like one of the first times, like in a while, I seen like the same thing happen over and over again. Uh, 504 says, Hey, TJ, did you see what I was talking about with Traquan? He made some great catches on first and second, but on third drop. Yeah, I seen that. And um, look, Traquan is who he is. I, I will say this like, I don't expect for him to do anything. He's only in the game because you had some injuries. But my goodness, man, you like you got to catch that ball, man. You got to you got to help out your quarterback. And that was opportunity for him to help out his quarterback. And he didn't. Everyone experiences a huge drop off in athletic talent between age 32 and 35. That's just science. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anything is wrong with Mark. I just think that, you know, all the time is undefeated, even though when you look at, uh, you know, Cam Jordan, you kind of question it. We won yesterday, but I'm not happy. This team is not disciplined, and that's on coaching. Uh, the defensive secondary looked like Fred Thomas days. We have to do better. We are yet to play in complete uh, game. Well, look, I don't know if a complete game. Uh, I don't know if you know this team is capable of playing a complete game. You know, <laughs> I, at this particular point, um, I, I just think that what you see is like what you get. Um, the secondary. Like I said, it's going to take some time for them to improve. But for the most part, like, they, they're able to get off the field on third down. Uh, yeah, there was a couple plays where, you know, they went over the top, up top pork chop. But you also seen, like, them getting sacks. Like, two of those sacks that they had yesterday were coverage sacks. I mean, 
if, if you look at it. Like the one that Cam Jordan had, where you seen like a uh, Geno Smith kind of scrambling around the pockets because nobody was open, right? If you had like two sacks, came off cover sacks. You know what I'm saying? They were cover sacks. So there, there's some room, there's some room for improvement. But if we're looking for Reavers on one side, Deion Sanders on the other. Ed Reed, Ed Reed, um, Rod Woodson at safety is, uh, I think we we sadly mistaken here. I just think that this team, defensively, they're good, but they're not what they they're not 2020 good. They're not, you know, like they they not lad 2021 good. Like they just middle of the pack. They just middle of the pack. But you know, I guess like based on what we've seen offensively. <clears throat> for the exception of this past game, uh, you know, you rely on your defense to really start making some plays. But they deserve a stinker, to be honest with you. They deserve a stinker, man. The way that they kept this offense in the game when this offense was trying to figure it out all these weeks, I I, I can I can look at this game and be like, well, you know, well, they have been, you know what I'm saying, keeping this team in the game for the most part, so why not? And, and, and it's also something that a lot of people are going to have to accept. There's some some something else people gonna have to accept. Geno Smith is pretty damn good. Okay, I understand like we see Geno Smith, <laughs> Geno, <laughs> but Geno Smith is pretty doggone good, and that's something we are gonna have to accept. All right, the man was making some plays. Man was throwing some dimes. Did y'all not see that pass that he threw on the run? Went right over a linebacker head. Well, I want to say a cornerback head, and he caught it. You know what I'm saying? Like it was caught. I mean, this dude was, like, willing and dealing. I, I know we want to believe, like, you know, whoever quarterback that comes in, we stopped Brady, we stopped Rodgers, we did all these different things here. So who is Geno Smith? But the dude is pretty doggone good, and that's just something we have to accept. Maybe the defense was trying to do their best, but maybe this dude was playing pretty doggone good. To be honest with you, the Saints kind of got off the hook a couple times because Geno Smith should have had at least four touchdowns in this game. Should at least have about four touchdowns. DK Metcalf dropped one. Uh, you know, like yeah, the pass. I want to say it went right through a tight end hands. Like, dude was dealing. Okay, so anybody just okay, man. What's wrong with the defense? Maybe Geno Smith is just pretty doggone good. Maybe he just had a really good game. So sometimes it's like that. Like you look at like Tampa last week versus Kansas City, right? I'm not comparing Geno Smith to. Patrick Mahomes, but that's a really good defense Tampa has. But sometimes you go up against a guy who's pretty doggone good that can be able to rise above any type of defense you can throw at him. And I think that was the case with Geno. It's funny that Dalton got Alvin involved, but Jameis can't. I'm not getting into that. I'm not getting into that. I'm not, look, for real. Like, oh, look, I'm not getting into that. Like, I am not, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing that. I'm not I'm not looking at what another person does and what another person lacks. I'm not doing that. Both of these guys are the quarterbacks of this team. Well, whoever's out there got my support. When we're looking at, oh man, this person does better than this, I, I'm I'm over the con- the quarterback controversy. I'm over it. I'm not even I'm not even I'm not even going there. Like we try to break down well, man, you seen that pass? Jameis can't do that. You seen that pass? Andy can't do that. Well, you seen this? Taysom should be doing this. Like, bro, all these guys play for the Saints. All these guys are good. All these guys can help this team win, in my opinion. And it is what it is, man. I, I'm I'm over the quarterback controversy. Whoever is out there, I, they got my full support. All right? Maybe whoever the quarterback is is a deal breaker to some, but not me. I, I got love for every last one of these guys, and I'm I'm happy that Taysom Hill found success. I'm happy that Andy Dalton is doing a good job, and I would be happy if if the Saints brought Jameis Winston out there. I'd still be rooting for him, wanting him to help the team win. So all this quarterback controversy about who can do better and who who need to do what, look, it's about winning. Whoever can win, help this team win, I'm I'm about that. But this whole quarterback controversy, I think we need to we need to stop with this, man. We need to stop. Like we're forgetting a, a really important point, and that's that we're all Saints fans. Like, who cares? If the quarterback can go out there and help us win, who cares, like, who he is? I don't care what he is. I don't care if he's black. I don't care if he's white. I don't care if he, 
can throw the ball 60 yards. I don't care if he is, his max is 40 yards. If he can help the team win, I can care less, you know, as long as they go out there and they generate success. All this stuff, you know, people calling up shows and putting stuff on social media, talking about Jameis can do this, Andy can do this, Taysom can do that. Who cares? Like, I, I care about winning. How about enjoying the win? How about enjoying the fact that we haven't had a winning Monday in three weeks? Like, who who cares? Like, I don't. You know, that that's just that's just how I see it. I've been telling people Geno was getting good since last year. His interception was mostly all tip balls off receivers' hands. Well, that's good. Man, I'm happy for Geno Smith, man. It's good to see a, a guy change the trajectory of his career. Now we turn our attention to Cincinnati. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about Cincinnati like in the upcoming weeks and getting everybody prepared for that. Fumbles are are just luck. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. In the last couple of weeks, a lot of teams been having a lot of luck off the Saints. Then uh, I think the offense was more fluid and creative this game. Taysom Hill touchdown was beautiful. Look, look no further than using Taysom Hill and how they utilized him in this game while the Saints won. And um, you know that that that's it. You know, like you ran the ball forty eight times. I've been I've been telling people for weeks. I've been telling people for weeks, the Saints are a running team. I say they just don't know it yet. They are a running football team. And some people have to adjust their imagination because we have seen for years this being a team that throws the ball all over the place. We see Drew Brees go 28 of 31 for 305 and three touchdowns. And now we just want to see a quarterback replicate what Drew Brees has done. But – as, as y'all can see, man, some teams actually just turn the page. And I just feel like this is a running team. And the Saints can really be a physical football team running a football, establishing a run, you know, like running a ball down the team's throats. And if that if that's your calling, who cares? Like, it's not like this can be sustainable. We've seen a couple of years ago, Jimmy Garoppolo threw the ball 10 times, 10 times in the NFC Championship game, 10 and they end up running the ball down the throats of the Green Bay Packers. So anybody that just feels like it, it may not be the most exciting thing. I think some of us like want to look for excitement. Like we want to see a ball throw down, go down the field 60 yards that Chris Olave for a touchdown. But guess what? If you're pounding a ball down a team's throat and it's a 12-play drive, guess what? When you get into the end zone, those are the same six points as that 62-yard bomb that Chris Olave is. So a lot of us, you know, we have to like kind of we we have to get away from that. Oh, I'm looking for the next Drew Brees type stuff because this isn't the type of team. If the Saints are going to have sustainable success, they got to be able to establish the run. This is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast, and I want to thank the fine folks at DraftKings.com. The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. For example, the big matchup on Sunday Night Football, the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down a step-up same-game parlay once per game day, all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That code is TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. And if you know someone that's dealing with a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537. You have to be 21 years of age. You have to be physically present in Louisiana. Only $200 in free bets, new customers only. Minimum $5 bets, minimum $5 bets, $200 issued, eight $25 free bets. 
Bets must win. It ends 10-17-22. Step up. Token issue per eligible game. To learn more, go to sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. They, they're going to have to. Like, if people think no, no quarterback, I'm telling you, I don't care if it's Jameis, I don't care if it's Andy Dalton. None of these quarterbacks that the Saints have, they're going to be winning just basically solely on the arm of that quarterback. You, you got to be able to run the football. Now, if this was Drew Brees, you probably could. But none of these guys, none of these guys are going to win you the game with just throwing the ball more times than not. If they're throwing the ball more times than not, that means the Saints are down and they, it's just desperation time. But running the football needs to be the calling card of this team going forward. And as you can see, man, I mean, a lot of them power runs that they had, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of those plays that they had, like, set up for Alvin Kamara, set up for Taysom Hill. Those are the type of plays that you need to be running. Now, like I said, it won't be an exciting game by no stretch, but somebody tell me what's more exciting than winning, all right? For real, what's more exciting than winning football games? I don't care how they do it. Just just win the game. Just find ways to put your, put the ball in the hands of your playmakers and watch them work. There is no quarterback controversy when Jameis is healthy. He's the guy as simple as that. The controversy between the fans, not the organization. And man, that's a that's a good point right there. Um, I'm I'm just I just don't understand it. Like, who cares? Like, at the end of the day, who cares? Like, <laughs> I don't care who the quarterback is. Quite frankly, as long as they winning, you know. I know some people are like, man, you just a uh, you know, a Jameis supporter. You've been like supporting Jameis. Like, of course, I'm gonna support Jameis Winston. He's a starting quarterback. Look, I don't care if it is Jameis Winston, Geno Toretta, Stony Case, Scott Mitchell. I, I don't care who it is. Like, it can be the most mediocre quarterback, below mediocre. Like, if he's the quarterback of the Saints, he has my support. I ain't about to just like sit up here and just be bashing anybody about their plan, right? If, if the Saints would have decided to go with Andy Dalton over Jameis Winston. At the beginning of the season, guess what? I would have been supportive of Andy Dalton. But it's like, but some people, what what I learned in, in these spaces, what I've learned when it comes from when it comes to people, people feel like if you don't have the same opinions as them, that means that you completely they have this old saying, just throw the baby out with the bathwater. I may not necessarily agree with everything that you say, but there may be some validity. What people, what people hear sometimes is their own interpretation of what you're actually saying. So if I say something like Jameis Winston is the starting quarterback of the Saints, it's like Jameis Winston is the starting quarterback of the Saints and none of these other quarterbacks matter. That's, that's what I feel like people interpret. No, Jameis Winston is the starting quarterback because the New Orleans Saints dubbed him the starting quarterback. If you like Taysom Hill and let's just say, okay, Jameis is the starting quarterback, though. Just because, you know, you want Taysom Hill to be the starting quarterback doesn't, you know what I'm saying, like, don't mean that, and, and I'm, I'm talking about Jameis Winston. That does not mean that I don't like Taysom Hill. See, when people say, like, okay, man, Taysom Hill shouldn't be the starting quarterback, they say, oh, you don't like Taysom. You don't want Taysom to succeed. No, that ain't true. That, that's not true. Taysom Hill is a valuable weapon to have, as everybody can see. We're talking about two, but two completely different things. And I just think that sometimes people don't understand that. It's like Taysom Hill has my undying support. Andy Dalton has my undying support. If you say Jameis Winston, if you like Andy, then that means you don't like Andy Dalton. It's like people put their own interpretations on things instead of like listening to what people are actually saying. And, you know, I think that people sometimes get mad because they're not really fully understanding what a, a point of view that somebody is trying to make. Like we can basically be saying the same thing. We might just disagree on one particular sentence. You ever like read a contract and the contract looked good, but this last sentence right here, I don't know about this kind of the same thing, but I just think that people have their own opinions. And sometimes like it's hard for us to like try to fathom or accept other people. Uh, Roughing call on Brady was stupid. Same thing happened to Olave and no call. Hopefully he's okay. A W feels good. Love the show. Thank you, Joseph. Uh, look, I don't think like the 
the tackle by Kobe Bryant, I don't think was malicious. I don't. I just think that he was just trying to get the ball out of, you know what I'm saying, out of hands of Olave, trying to break up the pass. It's a little bit of a violent, you know what I'm saying, like way of doing it. But the way that he was behind him, like I, I don't expect for him to like really know that he was going to slam Olave's head to the ground. So I, I don't think it was anything malicious on that. So it's it just it's just football. You know what I'm saying? It was just a football play, him just trying to make a play. I, I don't think that it was anything like uh, vicious or malicious behind it. But um, as far as that roughing the passer call on Tom Brady, look, we all know what's up. The NFL loves Tom Brady. Uh, his success is is imperative to the NFL. You know they want him to be in a playoff picture somewhere. You know they want him to be a, a, a NFC South champion somewhere to add on to his legacy because they they know most likely it's probably going to be his last year based on everything that's going on. So they're going to try to do everything that they they can to make sure that they protect him and. But I mean, I don't even like the Falcons. But that 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 uh, roughing the passer penalty was some some bull. So I guess the fourteen touchdowns he threw in a three he ran for had nothing to do uh, with that five and two record, huh? Well, look, I don't like I say at this particular point, uh, King Arthur. Like people can make these these big debates about quarterbacks and who who should be the quarterback, but man, count me out. When Taysom started, you all bashed him, and he won the game. I didn't bash Taysom. I mean, I didn't bash Taysom as as a quarterback. I just said that he wasn't the future of the Saints franchise uh, as a as a quarterback. So, man, I didn't you know I didn't bash him. I just said it, it's not sustainable success, and it's not. You know, like I don't think I, look, it, it's not sustainable success. That. That has absolutely nothing to do with the way that we feel. And see, that that's that's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Like, when you say stuff like Taysom Hill isn't a franchise quarterback or you feel like, you know what I'm saying, he's not the future of the franchise, it's just like you automatically just dislike Taysom Hill. That's all they take from it. It doesn't matter if you say, I think that he benefits more in his Swiss Army role. That's going to keep him in the league for longer than him being actual quarterback. Think about this, all right? So let's just say, for example, Taysom Hill becomes a starting quarterback and it just doesn't pan out, right? He doesn't pan out. So would you want to see him on the sidelines with a clipboard? No, obviously not. You know what I'm saying? Based on what he did yesterday, I still, like, it's not that you dislike the dude. And I just think that when people have their reservations about a player and it's like, well, he should do this. Well, I don't know about this. I think he should do that. Well, see, you hating on him. You hating on him. No, no, I'm not. Right? You know what I'm saying? Your wife tells you, okay, I think that painting will look good in the corner. I don't know about that, baby. Maybe we need to put it over here. You don't like the paint. I hate the, I know you hated the paint. You hate the paint the whole, no, no, baby. I ain't nothing about the painting. I just feel like because this light is right here, I think it can, it, it can shine down on the painting. When people come in, they can just drag them to the painting. Like we're saying, like I don't understand that. Like I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes like it's not about hating. It's not about you, your dislike for a player. It's just you see things completely different. But that don't mean you dislike them. Like I mean, who what what Saints fan dislikes Taysom Hill? I mean, who 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 dislikes Taysom? I I I love Taysom Hill. I say, man, you wish you had a, a football team full of Taysom Hills. When it comes to like a certain role, primarily as a quarterback, I think that you, you know, you can get more. And and basically, him being on the field, you can get more. That man is that man is one of the greatest football players I've ever seen. Let's see why are we still talking about this ish with Taysom. Uh, Malik, because you know people are asking questions man <laughs> i gotta respect people's uh answers uh how do you know it's not sustainable because he gets hurt all the time joey like if you notice like he got hurt as the starting quarterback last year year before that he got hurt as a starting quarterback again so it's not you know what i'm saying it hasn't been sustainable because as him playing that quarterback role he's, he's been hurt and then for the most part and then for the most part i mean 
he's had more touchdowns running a football than he has passing a football, even as a quarterback. You know, even as a quarterback, he's had like the way that he scored, he scored touchdowns on yesterday. That's how he was scoring touchdowns as a quarterback. Right. So <laughs> that may look like that may look good. You know what I'm saying? But it's not like it's not sustainable because it's going to it's going to come a down. Uh, it's going to come a time where you're going to have to, like, you know, what I'm saying make some throws or be able to keep a team in the game. And, um, you know. But like I said, I mean, what he's doing. I think it serves him better than just him dropping back 35, 40 times a game. Uh, I was right about running the ball 40 times, and now the Saints have their identity. Uh, Evans uh, should be benched. Uh, let's see, Trey uh, Jarvis uh, to upgrade other positions, looking to pass rush, upgrade running back two. Jameis is quarterback number one. Um, Look, I don't think nobody like. I just think that was a bad outing. I like Justin Evans. He's done a really a pretty good job uh, out there. You know, what I'm saying all things considered, uh, trading Jarvis Landry definitely not on board with that. Um, and running back number two, upgrading that. I mean, that's something you might can look into. I uh, see all those weapons and uh, turned the ball over many times. Yeah, I mean, look, you got to be able to secure the football. You got to be able to secure. Uh, you know, you got to be able to keep it high and tight, right? And if you're not doing that, then you're doing a disservice to your team. You're right, Key North, and not coming at TJ. Um, I, I mean, look, I don't think you're coming. At, I'm just, like I said, I'm just answering the questions as what people want me to uh, ask, you know, answer, I should say, and read the statements. That, that's basically what it is. Uh, if you want Jameis to start, you don't know football. I, I disagree with that. And I don't feel like that's a fair statement to make. You know, I don't feel like that's a fair statement to make. Just like, just like, uh, Joy, just like you have your opinions, everybody have theirs. I just, I just want, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just want people to understand this, this doesn't benefit anything. Because <laughs> I'm sitting here and I've been blessed to do this for five seasons now. And, um, you know, I'm just basically giving an opinion. It's not like, Dennis Allen is watching this show right now and be like, you know what? I heard TJ say that, uh, or I heard Joey say that Jameis Winston shouldn't start, so I'm not going to do that. Like, they're going to do what's in the best interest. And there's a lot of things that that kind of go into it that we don't see, right? I mean, we can see these guys playing on Sunday, but we don't really see the work ethic or what they put forth during the week in order to prepare them uh, for the game. So I don't want to say they don't know football. Uh, I just think that people – support this dude you know what i'm saying and they want to see they want to see this dude succeed and they they understand the talent that this dude possess you know what i'm saying it's, it's not it's not a bad thing just like if a person wants andy dalton as a primary you know what i'm saying quarterback there's nothing wrong with that like all of this stuff is opinionated but here's something i want everybody to take with him all right this is what i want you to take with you everywhere you go all right it is hard to change the mind of a person that's mind already made up and that's what a lot of us try to go into conversations to do. We try to change the minds of the masses, and you're not going to do that. You know, it's almost, to me, it's almost like a person growing up as a Baptist, you know what I'm saying, the entire life, and you're trying to, you know, you're, you're trying to convert them to Judaism, you know what I'm saying, or you're trying to convert them to be a Buddhist, right? Like, it, it's kind of like that. Like, if a person's mind's already made up, you're not going to change it. So I think that we need to go into conversations. I'm not going to say debates, conversations, and we need to have it to be open, right? Understanding that I'm not here to change anybody's mind, but I want to hear what they have to say. But when we go to, oh, this person is better. Here's why you you crazy. It don't make no sense. You, you, why are you talking like this? It's just, it's just a waste of time because you're not going to change a person's mind, right? They, they have to come to that conclusion themselves. You're talking to your homeboy or your homegirl, man, that, that that woman ain't good for you. Yeah, that guy ain't good for you. Until they make up in their mind, okay, man, this ain't good. This ain't a good situation for me. Guess what? They're going to stay in that same position, right? They have to come to that conclusion on their own. Now, some debates or some things may make a person change their mind, but if you live in the same world that I live in, you know nine times out of ten, that ain't always the case. We, we need to stop. We need to get away from trying to make people feel and look at the world the way that we look at it and understand that we're all different. 
right? The problem is when we come into like different situations when we're talking about Saints football and we feel like we just know everything. Like when people say, you know, say stuff to me like, man, you said this a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I probably did. And you were wrong. Okay, probably was. But I'm not sitting up here like I'm sitting on a a golden throne or something like that. I'm sitting on an iron throne If you know, for all those people that watch Game of Thrones. It's not like I'm sitting on an iron throne here and I'm like, my word is mine. You know what I'm saying? And maybe a lot of people may take my my level of confidence and some of the takes that I'm saying and it make it seem like I'm just being arrogant. But hey, we all have opinions, folks. But that's what makes us so special and that makes the world so unique is that we have these these points of views. The problem is when you try to force your point of view down a person's throat and not allow them to get to that particular point on their own. So regardless of how you feel about Jameis, regardless of how you feel about Taysom, uh, Andy, the whole point is we're Saints fans, right? When a team win, we all collectively feel good about that, right? No matter who the quarterback was. If Jameis was to play, and some of you have your reservation about Jameis and they won yesterday, wouldn't you still say who that and be excited about that? I would. Same way with Andy, same way with Taysom. So if if your if your allegiance and your if your allegiance or you're watching a game hoping that a quarterback makes a mistake of your favorite team, so you can feel validated about another quarterback or another player, I think you missed the point. Cause I want the Saints to win, regardless of who's in the back. All right, who's in the backfield? I, I don't care. Like, just make it work. Uh, them boys should be hyped and locked in like they did the fourth quarter of the first game. Uh, we need that morale boost. Yeah, I mean, let's cut let's cut down on these mistakes. Facts, hit the like button. Yeah, if you enjoy the State of the Saints podcast and the content, please, pretty please hit the like button. I would really appreciate that. Uh, Cam Jordan was straight head busting the Seahawks straight monster. Yeah, he was really uh going at Adam Lucas. Uh, who was a really good, like really good left tackle. I mean, really good tackle. He played left tackle, I want to say, in and uh at Washington, Washington State, if I'm not mistaken. But you know, that's a guy that I thought like the Saints should have drafted. But he's gonna end up being pretty good, man. You got Charles Cross on one side, you got Adam Lucas on the other side. Seattle gonna be all right in the future. Because those are two really good guys right there. Wasn't me. Or was Adebo having a hard time keeping up with the Seahawks receiver? Uh, it wasn't you. He was having a rough game. I still don't feel like he's 100%. If you, have a, if you ever had a high angle sprain and didn't get surgery for it, you you know it's going to take a while. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a while for you to be able to get back to where you need to be. He's, he's not there yet. He's not. I mean, he's he a heck of a tackler, I can tell you that. He, he lowered that boom on that tight end. Man, he's he's probably one of the best tacklers in the secondary right now. Yeah, Cam Jordan was a beast. Get these likes up. I see 250 people. Yeah, we got 261 as of right now. So please hit the like button. And if you're new, please subscribe. Will do. Uh, every time these refs throw a flag on the Saints, I'm in another zone. Yeah, it seems like it, it happens around the same time. Especially like when a, it's time to like make sure we cover this point spread. Uh, let's see. Good way to put it, TJ. Uh, hit the like button if you enjoyed SOTS. Um, let's see. Yo, just checking in. Andy, thank you for being here. Uh, not Dalton. <laughs> better. <laughs> better. Uh, better. Not Andy Dalton. Andy, better. Let's see. Trading Jarvis is not popular, but as a coach, you have to make tough decisions. A lobby is better than expected, and we need upgrades at other positions of support or bottom line, which is running and defense. Jordan, I mean, look, that's not a bad look. I, I can understand where you where you're coming from. That makes that makes sense. Uh, that make that makes perfect sense. But I don't think, like, to me, I don't think. I'm trying to see a way I can put this. I don't think this offense is really as bad as as people think that it is. It's just the execution, man. Like. We know that Alvin Kamara can run. You see, you know what I'm saying? Like, we know that these guys can run block. I mean, they went over 200 yards rushing. I just think that it, it has a lot to do with confidence, the play calling, uh, being, you know what I'm saying, like calling these plays with, with enthusiasm, with, with swag, 
Yeah, I feel like that is the type of stuff that's missing. I think that I think we're getting that misconstrued with the fact that we need more. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that the Saints really just need more. And then on top of that, once again, Jordan, like if you're looking at a running back, if you're looking at another running back, a change of pace back, it's not like you can't find a guy that can contribute and give you nine good, good nine, 10 carries a game off the street. Like, I don't think it's something that you have to go out here to make a trade for, you know, like, I, I don't think that, like, if you're going to, like your, your main feature back is Alvin Kamara who's running the ball really well. Right. And if you want to get a change of pace back where I got, you know, if he goes on the sideline, maybe get a little Gatorade or something like that. Okay, cool. But I don't think that it is warrants a trade. You know, I, I don't think it, it's, you know, it, it warrants, you know what I'm saying? A trade. And, and honest, honestly, no team is really going to give up a top player at this particular stage of, of, of the season. You know what I'm saying? Like, unless this player is like completely disgruntled or they just not happy with their situation to a point where it is, you know, unreconcilable differences or something like that. Like no team is really going to just give you a player, you know what I'm saying? To be able to make up for what you're actually losing. And more than likely, you're probably going to have to find somebody that's out there on the street uh, that you probably can bring in because no team, if if they got any player out there that can give them any type of spark or any type of production, they're not going to be willing to give that up. Okay, so yeah, I, I think that you know having Jarvis Landry here, uh, I think it it definitely you know what I'm saying is a benefit because I just look at this team, man, and I don't think what they have on offense is the issue. It's just the execution on offense. Like I think the Saints got the pieces to have one of the best offenses in the league it's just the execution and the confidence and the play call but i mean that's an interesting point that you make i can see why you're saying that but i i just don't feel like i don't i don't feel like this is like oh we need to fix this like it is it, it has everything to do with communication and execution if you're if you're not if you're not ask if you're asking a guy to do something it's just Man, it's just like a train wreck out there. And it's not like self-inflicted like it has been. It's not like we're seeing this stuff because this team isn't talented. Like Alvin Kamara, we know he's talented, but he fumbled he fumbled the football. You know what I'm saying? Like we we know we got the right guy at the running back position, but we can do without the fumbles. TJ, I just seen a report that teams are trying to pounce, no pun intended, on Carolina players after rules firing. Uh, well, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to end up finding themselves another coach, um, you know, and they they got the right pieces to be a good team. They got the right pieces. Like, I ain't, I ain't going to hate on them dudes. Like, they got a really good defense. Um, I think the confidence between quarterback and receivers are kind of at an all-time low, so you may need to want to look at another, I don't know, another, you know, quarterback. You, know, you got some guys that's that's coming out of college. Uh, they're going to be pretty good, you know, C.J. Stroud, uh, Young, you know, sent from Alabama. I mean, you you got some guys that, that can actually throw that football. So I don't think they're going to want to get rid of anybody because they got a team you can build around. You put a quarterback around there, a quarterback that these guys can actually buy into and believe, and then maybe get a another guy at the running back position that can be a complimentary of Christian McCaffrey, I think you'll be fine. They'll be stupid if they, they – you know, create a fire sale. That would be, that would be ridiculous. Uh, do you think Ingram has lost his stuff? Um, it looks like it. It looks like it. But I mean, I don't know if it's injury or it's just the fact that. Well, I will say this. Um, over the years, you know, Mark Ingram has always been like a a, a preheat running back. And by that, you know, if anybody had like a gas stove or even an electric stove, right? You know, you have to preheat, right? So you preheat at the 375. That, that's probably the most average time when you're baking something, right? You you turn it on and it preheats and the oven starts to get hot, right? It gets hot until it gets to 375 and then it beeps to let you know it's at 375. Mark Ingram has always been that guy. He's gotten stronger as the game goes on, right? He doesn't just come off, he just doesn't come off the bench and just breaks a 40-yard run. Like he he kind of like cooks you know what i'm saying like five yards here seven yards here you know and as like let's just say you give him 20 carries round carry number 11 carry number 12 that's when you start to see him like start to cook 
somebody tell me like it's it probably been a handful of times and maybe you you probably seen this i didn't when have you ever just seen like mark ingram just like straight off the bus just absolutely just start wrecking shop i mean it's, it's very rare like he you, he normally gets stronger as as the game goes on so he's like a preheat running back versus a guy like latavius murray like look he can come off cold and still give you about five to seven yards a clip because to me he's always been that guy he's always for the for the most part throughout his career he's been a backup running back so he has to kind of start you know what I'm saying start hot you know what I'm saying he's probably not going to see the ball again so it's it's different circumstances here so i i think it, it has something to do with the fact that he's getting older but also it has something to do with the fact of the type of running back that he is he's always been a preheat running back he's always been that way He's always been a guy where, you know, you got to, he gets stronger as the game go by. I mean, as the game go on, you ask him to come in second, third quarter for one, for one run cold as ice, probably not going to be able to get five or six yards. Uh, I think the coaching staff is building chemistry and they own a uh, swagger as well. This is the first year of showing being gone. I think they'll get it. I hope so, man, because I, I'm going to be honest. Like Once again, I, I don't, I'm not, I, I'm not sold on this coaching staff. Salute TJ Dalton seems like uh, he has command of the offense and he takes what the defense gives him. D had an off game. I expect an improvement next week. D Young, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Like the profile picture of my alma mater, Jack State University got Travis Hunter and Shadura Sanders and Coach Prime up there. Shots out to you, man. Um, I'm scared of Joe coming here. Look what Gino did. Well, uh, I'm not. I'm not. I think. I think in certain. The biggest issue that I have with the New Orleans Saints sometimes is when they don't feel like they have to respect the quarterback. Sometimes those quarterbacks that come in like shock them. Right. I think like when you look at Kirk Cousins, right? Last week, Kirk Cousins had an awful game, awful game, prime time. I think they played Philly. Looked like straight trash. Looked like he ain't belong in, in a in a quarterback conversation. Looked like he he shouldn't even been in there, like may, far as starting quarterback. And I think that sometimes the Saints actually believe those press clippings. When you look at a guy like Geno Smith, yeah, he's averaging 77 percent completion percentage yeah you know what i'm saying but yeah geno smith ain't really that good right it's it's regardless of if we want to accept this or not it's psychological it's like you going to the park you about six two six three right and this other guy he about five six five seven short guy right you about four five inches taller than him you looking down on him oh man shoot man you let him come come to the rim i'm gonna block this i'm gonna send that over there across the, across the street somewhere and then all of a sudden like this dude out here he wheeling and dealing crossing you up crossing the whole team up he laying the ball up like man what what, what, what man what we got damon studdermeyer out here you know like it, it's it's like that right sometimes you can underestimate your competition and i feel like because geno smith doesn't have a culture of winning just because geno smith has not had success as a starting quarterback in the league it can kind of affect you Versus a guy like Joe Burrow, last time you really seen him of a game of any significance, he was in the Super Bowl. So you're, you're going to be dialed in. You're, you're going to be focused, right? You're going to be focused on T. Higgins. You're going to be focused on Boyd. You're going to be focused on Chase, right? You're going to be focused on Joe Mixon because you got to, right? Because this is a really good football team. So you're psychologically programmed to believe that this team is really, really good. And now you're going to try to buckle down. So I, I look, not only do I expect for the Saints to be much more focused in this game, I expect for guys like Michael Thomas to play. I expect for guys like Jarvis Landry to play. I do. Because it's something about a game where you're going up against a, a team and they give you stiff competition and you have on the opposite side of the ball guys that are supposed to be your counterparts. You know what I'm saying? Like like you're in the same, in, in the same category as you statistically – being the best receivers in the game, being the best running backs in the game, catching the ball out the backfield. It's something about that. A couple years ago, for all my football historians out there, probably remember this game. It was the game where uh, 
Megatron, Kelvin Johnson went for 300 yards receiving. All right. They played the Dallas Cowboys in that game. On the opposite side, you had a, a Dez Bryant in his prime. And when you seen Kelvin Johnson catching all them passes and triple coverage, double coverage, you seen Dez Bryant on the sidelines hooping and hollering, wanting Tony Romo to give him the ball. Right. It's because it's a competition thing. Right. These are your, these are the, the guys that are your constituents. Right. This is a guy where we're talking about top five, top ten in, in the league when it comes to your particular category. I got to let them know that I'm better than this guy. You know, like, OK, y'all, y'all, the young, y'all, the young team up next. Right. Y'all, y'all, the young squad up next. You're the next young receiver up next. But it's my time now. So. I think they're going to be way, way more motivated in this game than it is playing the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, it, it it's it's not something that I feel like you do intentional. It just it's just psychological. You know what I'm saying? Like when you see a team that statistically don't look very good, look at the team that they have. It don't seem like they're gonna light nothing up. You kind of you know play down to your competition. But I don't think they're going to be playing down in their competition this time. I think they're going to be really focused. And we know when, when the Saints have these big uh, bat-type games, you know, as I like to call them, they, they they rise to the occasion. But that was under Sean Payton. I don't know what they're going to do with Dennis Allen. I think Rashid Shaheed uh, gets called up from the practice squad this week to replace Hardy. Uh, we play man uh, too much and blitz a lot. Well, if they don't blitz, you know, how are they going to get to the quarterback? They're not getting home with four. They're rushing four, so how are you going to get there? And uh, as far as the man-to-man coverage, I'm not too mad at that. You know, like I said, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. Um, but <clears throat> I just I, – I don't want people to uh, blow this thing out of proportion. I just think that they just had a, a bad game. And based on what this defense has been doing all season long, I think they, I think they're entitled to have a, a stinker. Uh, take away Taysom Hill, ridiculous performance. What Andy Dalton do? Manage the game and did enough to help the team win. You know, but that's what he did. He helped the team win. I'm not like, I, I look, we, we, we like to paint this picture of a quarterback is not throwing for two or 300 yards. They're not instrumental in the success of the team winning. Andy Dalton gave the New Orleans Saints the best third down conversion rate that they had all season long. There was a couple of passes that he threw the pat, the screen pass to Alvin Kamara, right? There were there. He set up like he set up perfectly the pass that he threw to Traquan Smith, that Traquan drop, you know, like, you know, fighting the pressure, stepping up in the pocket. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, do that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to just say, hold on, hold on one second, folks. Hold on. All right, folks, I apologize, but uh, I got a meeting that I need to get to. Um, I do apologize for that. Uh, we'll try to see um, possibly if I can get back, um, do a show a little bit later on this evening uh, if I can. But uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody that chimed in. Ask that you hit the like button. Uh, previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM, and also a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. Hope everybody has a great morning, noon, night, whenever you're checking out this podcast. And like always, all I got to say is, who that?